Good evening. First, I'm going to light a candle and welcome you to the table. This is a podcast, first podcast we've done. And tonight we're going to talk about ghosts since we're close to Halloween and that's always a fun thing to do. Ghosts, disembodied spirits, things that go bump in the night, things that all people fear and love and want to be scared by and love the idea of it but don't really do at the same time. Um, I am a channeler of spirit. I have a hard time finding a name to call myself because I've done this my whole life. I've seen what you might call a ghost, I call a spirit. Uh, right from the very beginning. In fact, the very first time I saw a ghost, I was six years old and I had the Asian flu. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the end of my bed was sitting this most beautiful woman. And she just had the most loving face. And she just said to me, just be still, you'll be all right. I won't leave you. And about, I'd forgotten it, but many years, not years, months later, I saw in my grandfather's photo album, a picture of my grandmother who I'd never seen. She had died before I was born. And I went, that's the, that's the woman who was on my bed. I was like so surprised being a little kid, you know, I'm like, whoa, there she is, because she, she was a very beautiful woman. <clears throat> and they went, uh, that's your grandmother. She's dead. My grandfather had married again. I had never known that even about a, a, a first grandmother. <clears throat> so that was really quite, wondrous but all my life I have seen and felt and heard spirit in in many forms I have a personal guide that has been with me since the very beginning of life when I thought everybody else had one he's I say he though of course a guide doesn't have a sex anymore but is showing me the physical form of a man and a gentle wonderful being who told me stories and walked with me and just always was my companion and I, I so I when I did hear things bump in the night or saw I do recall seeing an Indian with a great wide headdress standing in the door of of my bedroom one night when it was quite late and I suppose most people would be frightened but I just thought how beautiful he was and my guide said don't worry he's just come to see somebody who can communicate with you don't don't worry about him and I was fine with that so 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 I know that people love to know about ghosts and talk about them. And so I invite anyone, actually, you could come to my website. Um, we're going to try to do podcasts more often and answer questions. I just want to hear about your first experience with ghosts or how you feel about it or how you feel about spirituality. It's not about religion, though religion can play a good part in it. And, you know, honestly, whatever opens the door to bring you to your spirituality the greater being of who you are doesn't matter to me um it can come through you can come through the door of a religion you can come through the door of, of seeking ghosts or scary stories or just simply the seeking your greater growth I, I i am interested in how you come to learning so where will we begin let's begin by talking about things that go bump in the night Welcome to the table is what I would like to say to you. And I want you to think of yourself as coming and sitting at the table with us. We have Kirsten, my dear friend and companion and helper in all of these spiritual growths. And Clark, who is my right arm in many ways. And 
we're going to just talk about ghosts. And if you have a question, please send it into the website. But the, Kirsten, do you have any questions about ghosts? Where shall we begin? What shall we talk about? I would love to hear one of your stories or experiences when you have done a house clearing. Okay, I have done quite a few house clearings. And, and you know, it's true. When you watch the movies and they walk around and they, you know, you feel every room. That is what happens. You, you do, I do that. I walk around and I sense it. And, but, you know, we're not, the walls don't shake. The, they don't bleed. These things really don't happen uh -huh. like that. <laughs> you mean to tell us that the walls don't bleed? No, no. Now, I'm not saying that a person can't actually see that through a vibrational state. But when I'm walking through and seeing these things, that is not what I have experienced. I've experienced, there was a house, um, in yeah, downtown Victoria that I went to, I remember really clearly, and they were being bothered by what they felt was a malevolent spirit. And when I went in and walked through, they had children and they felt that this this being was bothered. But what I tuned into and found out by channeling and sitting and channeling this being, she was a woman who had taken care of children and she was trying to take care of the children in the house and hadn't moved on. <clears throat> a spirit who has died and hasn't completed their life and are still very much um, connected to the physical world. You see, you have free will. You don't have to move on. You can stay there. I don't know what good it is for your actual growth, but you can stay in that one place. And that's what she had done. And she wasn't trying to hurt anybody. She was scaring, yes, definitely, the father of the house. But... Um, she didn't want him involved with the children because she thought he was somebody who was dangerous to them. It wasn't the case. And I, it, it, this also happens at many clearings I've done where I gather everyone around and I say, okay, this is who we have. We found out who is in the house and how difficulty they're having. And I have the whole family there. And what they have to say out loud is to ask the being to move forward, to go forward, to go to the light, to leave. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll say to them, Okay, now we've connected with them. Please, would you just say something? To, and they won't. They don't want them to leave. <laughs> so it, it never fails. They actually kind of like the ghost being around, but they just want to make sure that they're friendly, that they aren't going to hurt anybody. Yeah, it, it happens so many times. It's like, well, no, we don't want to disrupt them at all because really they are just people like us. They just don't have a body. So this happens after they find out that the ghost yes. is friendly. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad Yeah, they don't want them to leave. So do the, the ghost doesn't know, though, right? That is, do they know that they're, that they're a ghost? That they're, no. they're not alive, right? Well, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Most often they don't. Most often they have not re realized that they have died. Yeah. They are stuck in a time and place, and that's why they can't move on. So you, they might want to help that poor ghost. You know, my, you know, exactly. Ghost, exactly. To move on. Light a candle, sit down, call them and say, we're here now. <clears throat> this is our house. You are frightening me. I don't want this. This is my house and I am wanting you to leave. Please go to the light. If you look to the light, you will find beings there that will help you. You may have to say this a few times. They may not believe you the first time, but keep saying it. And also say out loud, stop it. I, I had an experience. 
where I was doing a reading and underneath me in the house, chairs piled up, one over top of the other. And these were metal chairs and they were very teetery and they were all the way to the ceiling. I won't go into all the details of how, you know, I went down and found this and I got angry. Like, don't, don't you do this in my house. And I said, that's enough. Get out. Get, I've had it. I lit a candle. I called in all the white light because they're just confused. They're just lost. They, they don't mean to be frightening you. What would be the point of frightening us? It's your own fear that frightens you. It's your own fear that makes you sick or even, God forbid, a, you know, an accident because you're frightened and you're not thinking clearly. Well, it's your own perspective because if you are thinking, you know, here I've got a ghost with me and you're frightened by that, then you may cause something unfortunate to happen to yourself or you'll just be uncomfortable and be afraid all night. But yes. if you're thinking of that as a spirit or someone that's welcome or some people find it comforting to feel like you're not alone in the room, why is it they feel if this is their grandmother or their dear friend, they're not afraid, and yet if they don't know them personally, then they have to be afraid? That is a really good yes. question, a really good thing to talk about, is why would we be afraid of a ghost if it's somebody that we know? There's, because if your eyes tell you there's nothing there, and your brain is telling you nothing there, but your heart is feeling that there is somebody there that I love, my skin is got goosebumps. Every hair on my body is standing up. The temperature of the air is like this is. They are conveying to you. They don't have language probably to speak to you. But I love you. I am present with you. So why would you say, oh, this is definitely something to be afraid of? No. Take a deep breath and be still for a moment. Open your heart with love and light and say, welcome. I know that when some dear one is close to me well it's usually there's a perfume there's a, a smell of smoke there's you know there's always sort of if it's someone really close to you they identify themselves with you so that they're trying not to frighten you but someone still might be frightened they might have lights that go on and off there are things that do happen they can move things you can move things too i would like to know how they move things but i think if you know if it's um maybe a ghost that's making a lot of noise or trying to move things and they have a maybe they're afraid too maybe it's just representing how they feel of maybe course they are they, they could be lost and quite fearful and don't understand it you don't know the circumstance in which they left the life maybe it was a pretty terrifying moment and they're just repeating it over and over again you, for each situation it's as unique as we are in this world and so you have to go in and calm them down and say, I'm not here to hurt you. I just want to communicate with you. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to. Just say, stop, leave me alone. I'm here now. But if you do want to communicate, you might be very surprised at how loving and gentle it can all be. It seems to be part of the human condition, though, to enjoy being scared. Like, Absolutely. To be they love it. I love it. I love these love ghosts. I don't love being frightened. I don't see it as frightening. You know the, all the TV shows now about the ghost certain, uh, <laughs> seekers and taps, I think was one of the first ones I ever saw. I first started watching it because I, I like the old houses that they would show. But then I real I called them my scare me, scare me shows because for one thing, why have you got all the lights off? Because they can still communicate even with the lights on. They no, have the... <laughs> if you have all the lights on, and what else? Your feet aren't touching the floor. You looked under the bed. You opened the closet door. Yeah. You have a flashlight. Yeah. Your mom is in the room. Uh, 
there's all these things that ward off those. <laughs> right. Curtains. Curtains. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Um, those, those shows are Hollywood. And they feed on this love people have of being scared. It's why amusement parks are wonderful. It's why those horrific movies of unbelievable things. But truly, a, a ghost is a being that is out of body, confused often. There is a time in between lives that I have been told, they call it sort of like a twilight time, a time of learning, where you go when you pass over and you examine your life. It's supposed to be a time of, it's not a time of any kind of emotion. You have the ability to view your emotions and see what your life was and how it affected others and you stay there usually until all the effects that your life has had on the world you lived in it's done and then you get to return or choose to return what's up to you and in that time when someone is not happy with what they did or very sorry with what they did or just confused or perhaps passed way before they were ready or passed before they understood anything and they instead of learning in this time of learning they just get stuck and as any guide would tell you, even in the physical world, if you're in a place of no growth, it's not a healthy place to be. And the ghost doesn't want to be a ghost, but they seem to be, have become stuck there. And uh, I think I actually have heard of people on this, in physical body, being a guide to somebody who is stuck in the spirit body. And it's through communication. And we may not have the right language, but it certainly isn't fear. I remember at one of your events, there was somebody who had um, a being watching and followed the, guy, the, the person who, who was alive. But their question was if they could feel somebody with them, something with them. And the answer was that there was a being in, in spirit form who needed to learn from wow, yeah. watching the person, which yeah. is sort of not opposite from what, you know, when we've talked before about guides helping us helping us we actually help them too in yes. this case it was a yeah I, I think we are limited by many ancient beliefs on what is possible and what is present the fact is it's unlimited we have the power to communicate with all dimensions so getting back to scary scary Yes. What about the, you know, the, not the voodoo or the, you know, you've picked up a bad energy or a bad, you've gone to another, I've had this been told to me, you know, you've got something following you or you've got, come from another country traveling and you've brought back uh, a bad energy or a bad entity with you. Is there any, what do you think of that? It can happen. You can bring back a confused being. If you're a bright shining light, in the darkness and this being might feel like they're in the darkness and there you are but don't be afraid of that it's not something see right away everybody think oh that's creepy but no just think if you were the one that was lost and you didn't know how to speak to someone you didn't know where you were and there in the midst was this bright shining being which your energy does shine and we don't realize that but we actually glow in the dark especially to the vibration in which you have evolved to and so you are going to attract some beings, some people attract a large number of beings. And it's not unusual to bring somebody with you. 
from a place. Now then, if you don't want that to happen, like if you're going to some place where you know there is some disturbed energy, like if you were to go on the land of the Holocaust or anything like that, you should know that when you leave that place, you should definitely encase yourself with white light, clear yourself, bless the land, bless all beings concerned with it, and may they live and grow and move on. In other words, shed yourself of anyone staying with you. There, there are some things, yes, just like in this world, we can meet people that we don't want to have following us around. Yes, it's, it's the same way. You have to be quite open and clear. It's not thoughts. Like your guides can hear your thoughts and know your heart and be answering all sorts of things without you having to say it out loud. A, a disembodied spirit, a ghost, has to be told, listen, this is my place. I am here now. You're not. You have time to move on. Find the light. There are people there with you. So you're saying a ghost can't read your mind? No. Oh, can only hear the thoughts or the words that you speak out loud. Yes. Okay. And you may have to say them several times. It all depends how entrenched they are and what happened to them. Um, can I ask you, I've heard, like, you know, when I was younger, I heard that if you concentrate on bringing something bad to you, like you're bringing something from the other side, you know, we... You know, we've seen it in movies and um, TV shows where, you know, people sit around, they draw a circle with a, a pentacle or a pentagram in the center. They put candles and then they put a mirror and they conjure the devil or a <laughs> demon from the other side. And is that, is there any truth to any of that? No. You can draw the attention of a spirit that might want to cause trouble. But they can't unless you let them, unless you are open and fearful and allow the, the fear to harm you more than they can ever do anything. Right, so they might like be able to move things around. Poltergeists, noise, yes, poltergeists. They're not actually yeah, going no. to be able to They feed suck off of the fear. No, and... they can't suck you across the other side. That doesn't happen. No, no. no. <laughs> People would be disappearing left and right all over the place. No. Because that's really, uh, people have been wanting to know about the other side forever. And both for curiosity, fear, I don't know. And then they built religions around it. And, and of course the ancient beliefs, they had to have a devil and a god so that we have this good and bad so you, they could control you know, the, the whole situation. So we've adopted all this about devils and they don't, the devil doesn't exist. Fear does. And it's in this domain, it is not in spirit. They can be confused. They can make noise. They can rattle and howl, but they cannot hurt you. Yes, it could scare you if you let it. Seems ironic that we would want to bring in um, a ghost and then to be afraid. Isn't it? But isn't that the human, though? We just love being scared. Well, I like those shows. I love it when I see something makes me jump. That's fun. I've even been sitting, I remember going to a group talking about um, channeling guides and things. And a, a spirit appeared at the side of me, and I literally jumped out of my chair. It scared me so much because I wasn't expecting it. And that's, that's the thing. Our eyes and ears and our, tell us what is all around us. And if something that we can't see, or here all of a sudden is present, of course we're going to jump, of course we're going to be scared, but they can't hurt you. They just want to say hi 
or maybe boo, I don't know. That leads to one of the questions somebody was asking, uh, what do they want from humans? And it sounds like they don't even really, they don't, yeah, they're not looking to you. Not really, no. Now then, let's talk about a, a loved one who has passed over may try to be communicating with you now you want to call him a ghost but there isn't much difference is a disembodied spirit but this is a love bond with you and love bonds don't break they, they never break not through death at all in fact they get stronger and because of that they may be trying to communicate with you and you may receive little notifications like dimes like uh, a, a smell of a perfume butterflies flowers there's certain certain things that are absolutely a sign from a loved one but they're not going to try to scare you so you're saying we just interpret it that way yes mm -hmm. and we're not afraid that way we kind of go oh, high or you know whoever's there hopefully mm -hmm. but maybe, is it possible that what's really scaring people is that they as you were saying earlier about that you know people you'll feel it in your heart that there's somebody close or something close and without being able to actually tangibly explain it or understand it, then it becomes fearful? Yes. Our minds are kind of conditioned for that that we can't really explain to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Probably comes from the flight or fight kind of thing that our, our adrenaline is all about. And, uh, but... So how is it different for you than like the first time you saw a ghost or you were aware of um, spirit guides. Would you go anywhere and you'd see a ghost at that point? Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't scare you? Mm-mm. Why? I don't know, to be honest. Um, I was never afraid of that, ever. I suppose like some people come into this world and they can sit down to piano and play Mozart or something. Probably my past life, I figured that one out or something. I, I just was never. I always felt very comfortable with anything in spirit. I, I have an amazing guide. Oh my no! People might think I was talking to my imaginary friend, but I have this being that has been with me my entire life. <clears throat> I come from a big family, a big busy family, and perhaps I was a bit weird. I, I lived under the table a lot of times. It happens in big families, and um. I had this amazing guide who was always talking to me with sweet, gentle thing. I thought everybody had one. I, I'm, children just think because this is my condition, everybody has it. So this is what I thought everyone had. And he would tell me stories about everything, life, and it wasn't a whole lot of talk, but just, just little truths about, well, this is because this happened or whatever it was. And so whenever I would see someone like, my grandmother that I didn't see, or, you know, pets that I would have, and then I would see their spirit again. And the, he would say, well, absolutely, they're still living. They're just moving on in their evolution. And I, I never questioned it. I thought it was fine. I didn't. It was just who I was. So I don't think we should be dismissing any imaginary friends children <laughs> from now on. Right? Absolutely. Yes. It's so true. It is so true. Children... They haven't put up all those um, negative limitations that we get just from life. And we get it just from a facial expression of a mom going, oh, I don't know about that. You know, Luckily, 
my grandmother was a, an amazing spiritualist too, and she would say, you know, oh, I hear the ticking on the wall, and, and we'd all know she thinks someone's going to die. Like it was just my grandmother. That's how who she was. So I guess my mom, my mom was a little more accepting and didn't really, and she busy. She was very busy with all these kids, and it was just uh, who I was. They they didn't um, they didn't fuss about it too much, and I'm glad because that's who I am. I've had some difficulty with it though. It hasn't always been really easy. <laughs> some people are very afraid of it. And God bless them, let them find it. They'll come to it on their own eventually. Yeah, you seem so um, grounded around all of this. Like even for me, like I've been anticipating that after the podcast, <laughs> you know, will I be you know, dealing with my fear around left alone with them all? On the other side. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that for the last few days, just because for most of my life I've been deathly afraid of the dark. So I'm kind of anticipating it a little bit, and I'm not as afraid as I used to be, but still. So I wonder for people that can't, um, I don't know, disassociate is the right word, but can't separate, um, you know, truth from fiction. Is it? Yeah. You know, what, you yeah. Know, what kind of thing? Is there anything that anybody can do that if they feel like the spirit around them and, and it makes them afraid? Is there anything they can do? If you go to the very basic knowledge that we're all one, even all spirit, we're all one, we're all created by the same energy, with whatever you want to call that energy, I call that energy God. We are all a piece of God and all connected. So these beings that have not bodies are connected with us. They are of the same thing we are of. Now, out in the community, there are people that would thrash and smash around and everything, but you just would say, well, we'll not be having anything to do with you. It's no different. Mm -hmm. They just don't have a body right now. And they may make a lot of noise and a lot of carry on. It may be hard to communicate with, but you can. You can communicate with them. It's fear, our own fear that makes us do actions or set up conditions within our body. Our immune system gets worn out if you're constantly walking around afraid. That brings on all kinds of terrible situations. Nothing in spirit can harm you. Not the noisiest ghost, not someone who... Now, I know I had a friend who thought she could see the devil in a cupboard door. There was wood, um, a heartwood, I guess you would call it, in the door. I could see the face in it. The brain wants to see a face in just about anything it sees. It likes to see two sides to everything and put them together. That's what the human brain does. I said to her, why are you afraid? Because that's, what that, that's why your brain wants to make it into a devil or a scary face. There's something within you. If you and she, I had to take her through life to back to a lifetime where she actually was massacred in a raid in the night at a very bad time in her evolution it, then she could understand why she was looking for things to be there that weren't that you know so if you're really afraid of everything there's something bothering you for sure it's not a natural state to just be constantly afraid and fear is a, one of those tools that we have in the old toolbox being human. The things we have to deal with. So it's part of our evolution. It is. It is. I'm not saying that I go around not afraid of anything. <laughs> 
course I, of course I get, you know, I can wake up in the middle of the night and go, well, what if? Just like anybody else, but it's not a bump in the night I'm afraid of. It's more like, what if I gain 20 pounds and can't get rid of it? You know? <laughs> the ghost of weight. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of weight yet to be, yeah. So, you know, th there are things, of course. Any more questions? Do we have any questions from anybody else? Oh, I think we've covered the ones I have. Do they know they are dead? So, probably not. Now, there's a difference, though, because if you have a loved one or somebody close to you visiting you, then they would know they've passed on. So yes. they aren't needing help to go move no, forward. They're, no. just, they're just coming to say hello, maybe. Love bonds. Oh. The bond you make with a loved one. They, that never goes away. They're always... And there's always going to be a part of you attached to them. You know, um, you never need to... And yeah, they're not going to frighten you. And it will be a, a touch, a sense, uh, finding something. Some reminder of them will just pop up in your life. And that's them saying, hello, I'm here. So, if somebody would like that, you know, maybe they were missing somebody. And I'm not talking about the big ceremony. You know, with the candles and the, you know, Ouija boards and all that, because that doesn't sound friendly to me. No, no. no. So that's my opinion, that that doesn't sound friendly. But if you're missing a loved one, mm -hmm. and you just wouldn't, how would you want to give them a sign? Talk to them. Um, I, I do myself. I talk to them. I say... I really miss you. I've even had days where, you know, you, you think you've well past grieving or anything, but you'll all of a sudden something will remind you and I feel that they're close to you. And I'll just burst into tears, tell them I love them, I miss them, I wish they were still present with me, but I carry them with me. And um, that's really, it, the affirmation of love is, an, it doesn't have a vocabulary other than what your body tells it is. And if it's missing, then that's the missing. They're missing you too. I was curious, there was a question that you were talking about a little bit earlier, Kirsten, about um, can uh, animals be ghosts? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. They're just like us. They have their evolution just like we do. They will stay with you actually more often than a spirit who passes over because their love is so unconditional and so to, to, to teach you, to serve you, really to be at your bidding that I, my, I, have, I have ghost pussy cats all over the place. I see them all the time and, and I actually in my mind don't even real, at first realize, oh, that's right, that one is gone because you see them and you kind of go, oh, you know how you do when your pets in the house you kind of oh there you are oh wait a minute no you're you're no longer in body anymore but it's yes absolutely and i've heard about uh dogs that stay with masters because they just can't leave and even after the master has passed i've heard of dogs that are alive they go and sit by graves like the the bond that is made between us whether it's our pets and our or us humans it doesn't get destroyed not by not by uh, transforming into spirit. So, The Conjuring, a lot of Hollywood. Now, people are afraid of things like dolls. They say they can embody spirits. I don't believe it. I'm sorry, 
I would like to say, oh, yes, definitely. No, they don't. That's fun. It's a fun story. But no. It's interesting that Kirsten touched on something I was curious. And this is kind of, we're, you know, talking about ghosts, but it's, you know, a Halloween podcast. And I was thinking, um, can someone curse you? And would that actually manifest into something that then there could be spirit following you? Or if you believe it. If you believe it, okay. But if you don't believe it, can't have any control over you. No. No. Because it's the power of the suggestion. And the, that is what can affect you. If you believe that you've been cursed, you, oh yes, you'll put it in action. But if you say, that's nonsense, I can't be cursed, no. Voodoo, there's, uh, it's amazing. They draw up huge amounts of energy, but it's all in what you believe. The power of belief, that's an, a night we must have a podcast on the power of belief because it is, it's huge. Because we, uh, we are more powerful than we have any idea. Right. Uh, I'm also curious that as you go around to places, do you see spirit everywhere? Yeah, just about, just about any everywhere. Is you go that you won't see spirit? Uh, if you're talking about guides, I see guides always. If you're talking about an actual disembodied spirit, that's not always. No, I see. Um, I see a lot of times in restaurants. I'll see. Uh, let's call it a ghost. I don't usually call them ghosts, but I'll call them ghosts. Restaurants are really good. Old buildings are really good. Um, never actually in a graveyard. No, no, they. I don't. No, they don't. Decomposing body. No, they really don't. They're fun to places to be, but no, I've never actually seen anybody there. Um, so if you want to, if you want to be around ghosts, then on Halloween, don't go to a cemetery. No, really, wouldn't be where I'd go. <laughs> no, I'd probably. If, let's see. Oh, let's see. What uh, I did go ghost hunting one night. Um, I went to where there was a murder and I just got cold. I didn't see anything there. The one place we did go to was an old jam factory and that, this is many years ago and we had flashlights and as we got closer and closer and there was like it was a perfect setting for, for ghosts, right? The, the door on this side was squeaking, the wind was blowing it open and shut <laughs> and I, we, we both had flashlights and as we walked closer, both flashlights went out. And it was like this moment of silence. And who was with me said, oh, I'm not going in there. And of course I said, neither am I. <laughs> so we get back in the car and the flashlights are working. Yeah, so, you know, places like that, ancient places, you're going to have spirits still attached to them. Indian grounds are wonderful for spirits still because they very much were beings that believed in the, the spirit of the earth and I think stayed loving it. And uh, yeah, if you want to go find a ghost, go to a place that lots of people are around. That's where you're going to find them. Hospitals. Hospitals are full of ghosts. Uh, when scary. I was a teenager, we used to drive down to the golf course because there's that, who I feel very sorry for this woman now, 
But I know we, you used to be able to park after, you know, 10 o'clock or midnight. You could just park there as long as you wanted. But there's a horrible story, and I don't remember it exactly, but a woman was murdered. Yes. And so people would go to the golf course and want and wait to see this ghost. And you know, teenagers would go down there, and we'd hang out just in the... <laughs> <laughs> I feel actually quite bad. I have a lot of sympathy for the poor woman now because everyone's you know, really scared and you know they want to see the ghost. They're scared to see the ghost, but they're looking for the ghost. And oh my goodness, here we are waiting for the ghost. You know, and now I think if I saw the poor ghost, I would want to help her if she's running around the golf course. Yes. Oh, not knowing she's dead. I mean, honestly, just that's terrible, right? But so... Okay. <laughs> but there are these spots we go to where people are looking for ghosts There's in town, right? Definitely, so, yeah. And it's not limited to buildings. Because I think some people think, oh, you're only going to go to like a building because our eyes see these walls. But there's a lot more than just the walls. And, you know, outdoors, indoors, wherever, it's not a contained environment to exist as a ghost. So, anyway. And a, a, a disembodied spirit gathers more energy where there's more energy. So that they have more ability to be visual, to be seen, to move things. Because their energy is like a magnet. It, it, that's why lights will go off or flicker or light bulbs will pop or you know, uh, cameras will go out. I really, I, it's very exciting now that there's so many cameras on everybody because we are going to start seeing more and more. Because people are taking pictures of, they don't get the actual being, but they see things moving and... I think I think that's really exciting that it's going to be proven for very soon I believe you'll see spirit it's interesting you were telling one time Jane about being at um, Craig Duroc Castle in Victoria and that you had seen a ghost there mm -hmm. many and that the people that work there are aware that they're ghosts yeah. And they don't seem to be afraid. No, it's kind of uh, it's offhand. Oh yeah, that what you saw or did you kind of think? Yeah, yes. No, they were very um, relaxed about it. Well, I think anybody who worked in an, a museum or an ancient building like that that holds all those artifacts and things that you're definitely going to have some energies. No, we haven't talked about the fact that some of these are just memories of a certain energy that is present. It isn't actually it's the spirit of being, but a certain situation that happened or something that kept, keeps leaving a certain energy, like some horrific thing happens. It isn't necessarily those beings that are still there, but just the, it's like a bruise or a scab on the vibration of life that gets left in a place. A ghost of the ghost? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Can that work kind opposite of. to them? Because sometimes you go into somewhere you're like, oh, it just feels really good. So it happy. Absolutely. So nice. It's permeated into the walls. The good feeling. And same can happen the other way. And people can confuse that with something that could hurt them, but it isn't. It's just what you're picking up. So I, I'm curious about the animals, though, too. And I don't want to go back and forth but so animals would that be a memory or would that be the spirit of the animal because do you think i think it could be both it could be both people that have heard horses you know clumping on streets especially in this town because we had cobbled stones and people have heard horses walking on the streets in downtown victoria at night when they're not not it isn't the tally ho but, um, uh, and that isn't the actual horses probably, it's just the memory of the place, the energy that's, we are nothing but energy. 
And we're supposed to pick up those feelings. We're supposed to be able to communicate with things that we can't see. Dogs, <laughs> not the sleeping one on the floor, but many dogs, the snoring dog. <laughs> snoring dog <clears throat> yeah, if can, you hear that noise, that's, it's not a spirit that's or hard. grumbling ghost. <laughs> no. It's a, a dog snoring. <laughs> it's our sweet rocket. Um, they see other dimensions. They see other colors. So uh, they're not freaked out by it. And you know, they have seen a spirit. They will watch them move across the room and they'll either, people have said their dog growled at something. It's because they're seeing it. Every once in a while, like Rocket will be, you know, like at the bottom of the stairs and he's looking up and he'll bark. Yeah. And there's nothing no. there. Well, there is something there, but <laughs> nothing you can see. With the human eye. Oh, what was it about stairs? Oh, stairs yes. Around stairs, possibly. Yeah. I don't know, my cat's always looking at my stairs, too. She's sitting around me and she's looking off into space and then, you know, She'll look over at <laughs> the giving stairs. her a little, yeah, sort of, yeah. So are there places where energy yes. gathers in a house? Yes, and staircases are definitely a symbol of movement from one dimension to another. And often spirit will gather there. Mm -hmm. Many, sometimes. We don't want to frighten anybody but you might often see people coming down or going up the staircase they're not necessarily in your house necessarily they are just simply using they're all symbols everything what is real what isn't real is oh, that's really fascinating yeah so, so yes from one dimension to, to another, another quickly yes they're not, they're not um, staying they're not hanging out that could be a you know they use words like portal but they're just simply it's a symbol of the movement of dimensions and staircases are it. What about doorways? Because often in my bedroom, between the bedroom and the ensuite bathroom, I feel like something is standing right there in the doorway. Doorways are a symbol of spiritual growth for all beings, whether it's a physical doorway or just this, the word doorway. It means a movement from one to the next. Whereas the staircases, you're actually climbing to a different dimension. The, the doorway means the growth within yourself. So you might be seeing beings that are growing. This home that you live in, this lovely home, is very busy. It's wonderful energy here. And you do attract a certain number of beings, probably because of the work we do too. There, we, we see them, we hear them, we help them to move to their, where they need to go. You know, they're just like us. We get confused from time to time, we need some direction. Yeah, you told me one time there was a, uh, the energy of a dog was hanging out here mm. as it was transitioning. And, and those kinds of things feel comforting or nice. Like, I really liked that story that you told me. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, the, the, the ghost-like beings that are hanging out. But, um, yeah, I really like how you said that, you know, there's a difference between a guide and a ghost. Yes, they are beings just like us a guide has evolved past being in the human form in fact they will say they cannot even dwell in a human form now because their energy is too high with every element of learning you have in life you have a, a vibrational code that quickens with every element of learning so some ghosts may appear very very bright and they would be like a very high spirit you know, people have said they have seen the vision of Mary or often they use religious words to explain them because these are beings that have huge energy, that have gathered huge energy in a lifetime. Well, we all do. We all gather energy. 
and that allows us to see them easier <laughs> snoring as we, as we evolve as we grow so then the idea of a guide not being able to um, come into human form is it because they're vibrating so fast they can't hold a human body yes okay they never use the word fast they use high and I, I, I don't really understand all of it. They do very uh, well trying to explain in words to me what it is that is going on. But a lot of things I don't completely understand myself. And is it just further learning? Or is it that as human beings with our mind, heart, um, grounded connection that we're not meant to understand this? Or... How do you feel about that? I think we have the capacity to understand, but I think we have already set in limitations by some some understanding or some information that we have received that has said we can't go farther than that. But we've done that to ourselves. Nothing has done it to us. It's something through our own evolution we've kind of gone, that's probably all you can learn there. I think we can unleash ourselves from it. I honestly, I believe that if we totally released ourselves and knew of the possibilities, we'd walk on water, we'd fly, it would all be possible. But we have this set in limitation that, well, I don't know, I might just drop to my death. You know, there's always that element of fear that, how do we get rid of that? We have to keep working at it. Were there any more questions that people had sent in asking about ghosts? Why do ghosts exist? I think that's an interesting question. Why do they exist? And the same thing could be said, why do we exist? For growth. They're they are still growing. They may be in a place of no growth. They're stuck at the moment. But not all of them are stuck. Some are just simply staying put for a reason that is theirs alone to know. And then if they're stuck, is it like a memory repeating? Do they go through the same actions all the time? Or, I think know, as, as individual as they are. Some could be that. Some could be that they never accomplished what they wanted to. Maybe they're so... In this time of learning, you get to really look at your life and realize what you have done, what you have yet to do. You understand your promises. These are elements of learning that you were, you decided to take on in the lifetime. Maybe you just didn't do any of them. So when you say this time of learning, so when we You've passed, passed yeah. on, yeah. that becomes our time of learning. Yes. And it is a, a short time or a long time. Now, people have left that time of learning, come back. I do believe in reincarnation. They come back too early. They get out of the cycle of, of beings they know, and they may feel totally disorganized and out of place. But the, the proper time, I don't know about proper time or any of those things, but the amount of time is until everyone in that lifetime who is affected by you and your energy has passed on, then you can start again. And usually it's with other people eventually. Um, but if a person is, uh, let's say they passed over and they were angry with themselves, let's say they did something that they never forgave themselves for and they still can't and they're still angry with themselves they manifest it even more so in spirit because they're it when you're contained by a body you're contained somewhat but when you're not when you have no limitation of a body you have all that those emotions because spirits have emotions guides have 
move to a higher realm. They don't have, they have love, but they don't have angst and worry and fuss. Your spirit still has that when it first passes over. And they may act out. And they may stay there and rattle the cage until they go, okay, I guess I better move on from here and do so. It would be really interesting to go to a place like um, years ago, I went to the Tower of London. I was just thinking that. Who is it, who is it walks around holding your head? Like Anne Boleyn or someone? There's some being that's apparently... I, I was just thinking this, Clark. Oh, I, we've got to go. Oh, no, poor Anne. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, any of the queens that yes, were yes. Or, uh, most of, a lot of times in that day and age that people were beheaded, right? They were... Um, <clears throat> seemed to be what you did with someone you didn't want around you beheaded them yeah so it would be interesting to you know knowing what i feel i know now to go back to a place like that it would be such a completely different experience because i would i feel like i would almost be inviting this energy An experience. To come around but i'm curious um i would be really curious to go there with you because what, what, you know, when you talked about these experiences, that those must have been traumatic experiences for them. You see where, you know, a, a lord, you know, was kept for, you know, 20 years. Oh, and they had actually by their nail scratched like the most beautiful English lettering messages into, into the walls, the stone walls. Yes. So, the, you know, it would be interesting to know, like, has that being escaped from that once they passed on? Yes, I would love to do that. I would love to go there and I would like to see what is a memory print on on the, uh, the place or if a spirit is still walking it. Because wouldn't they need to be released? Really, honestly, if they're that unhappy or that lost, you'd really want to help them. I can't imagine just going to look. I would have to go to release. Go release, catch and release, isn't that it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a show there. I think there is. <laughs> the Catch and Release podcast. Catch and Release Ghosts. Let's do it. Well, I remember an, another time I went to the Pope's Palace in Miami. Oh. And um, when I arrived, the person I was there with, they said, like, what's going on for you? And I felt so anxious. And anybody who was, like, taking photos inside, I was, like, actually angry with this woman who kept taking all these flash photos because with your flash, you actually diminish the surface of things. And so I went up and I was like really mad at this person. And later, you know, right after the person I was with said, why did you get so mad at that woman? And I was, I was so agitated being in this place. It just, there was so much energy there. It, from the moment we drove into the underground parking, it was just like going to like Disneyland. Part of that could be a past life for you. Or, and it also could be just the experience of the energy in the place that you were just reading the whole thing, walking in the shoes, you know. Yeah. yeah. It would be so fascinating to go there with you because I can imagine what's there. They're like, you know, circles within circles, as we see. Yes, that, yes. You know, these um, places where like enclaves where only certain people were allowed, and you could just oh. imagine it must be there. It'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. It can, uh, I've had friends who've gone on tourist trips, you know, and they've visited these places and thought they would have no reaction. <laughs> and I've talked to them one person quite closely afterward and they said I don't I'm so depressed today and I said I said well where did you go yesterday well we went to Auschwitz and I went well what are you thinking of course you're going to be depressed today of course you would walk in that energy and feel it and you know I don't think we we've got to get back to being that in touch 
and and not be afraid of a ghost, but in fact be in tune with one, mm -hmm. because I I have been at places where the, well I was at what is that memorial in Hawaii, where the ship went down. Oh, All I could do was oh, cry. Oh. I just cried the whole time. I could not even talk. I was so overwhelmed with the terrible, tragic loss of young life, and it it I wasn't feeling any one individual. I was just feeling the whole loss and because this thing is built right over the ship you know and they're still there and I was just and if I went to these castles and wonderful places I may have those experiences because I have my husband has had times with us we go traveling and I'm, I'm standing bawling in a corner and he's thinking I thought this would be a fun trip and I in fact am feeling all the energy or maybe a being that's there like we've gone to some really cool restaurants and I'm busy tuning into a, a spirit that's over in the corner going, what are all these people doing in my place? You know, and, uh, and he's enjoying the dinner. It's, it, it can get complicated. It really can. But, but I was just going to say, I don't think people think about how you might feel if you've gone to do a house clearing, you know, um, how Jane might feel going through that, having to connect with this this. Yeah. Disembodied being? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Disembodied being and all of their feelings and, and what they're going through, you're connecting right in there and you're going to feel it unlike any of us are going to feel it and what that will put you through too. And that's... Yeah, I don't do many house uh, clearings anymore. The, mm -hmm. the last one I did, I had afterward I had a real, the inside of my mouth was all bitten up and... The stress of them. Yeah, it was yeah. very, it was a very stressful being. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible that you have a physical experience from uh, a spirit. Mm -hmm. So amazing. But the the experience I get from guides is euphoria. It's it's an amazing feeling. So I don't do so many of the lower energies channelings anymore because it is it is more. Not to say I won't. Not to say I won't go on a trip. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely consider that. But um, yeah. It, it, can, it can be overwhelming, you know, but this is my life. I, I don't know any different. I'm lucky to be with wonderful people like you that understand mm -hmm. and nice are just having, as in tune. It's nice having a, a kinship. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's good. Just touch the tip of the iceberg with ghosts, I'm sure. Speaking of icebergs, what about the Titanic? But anyway, <laughs> well, but then that might be past life too. I've had people that were uproariously angry about them pulling up the Titanic or going down and disrupting any of the things. I'm sure they had past lives there. But anyway, this is the beginning and welcome to the table. We've really enjoyed your company. Let's join again and uh, join the circle at the table. We'll see you again. Good night.